Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. Hey Foresight, 20 years today. Welcome to our 20th anniversary. Thank you for joining us in this historical moment. My name is Chris Zeely and it's been my pleasure and privilege for the last 20 years to lead this church from inception right to this moment. Join us as we pray together. Father God, thank you that we can celebrate today 20 years of your faithfulness, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your breakthrough, your presence, encounters with you, miracles. Father, thank you for 20 years of discipling the nations as we as a church have been faithful to go out and to touch people in our community and beyond. We pray, Father, that today people will come to know you, even as the first day that we got together. May your presence be with us in our homes, where we are. Saturate us right now, Holy Spirit, and meet with every single person at their place of need. You know them. You bless them. Be here. Be present. In Jesus' name. Amen. There once was a group that impacted the world. The world was never the same on account of them. They weren't educated. In fact, many of them were uneducated. They weren't especially talented people. They were, many of them had questionable backgrounds. And, and to the outsider, they might have appeared as quite ordinary, mundane, run-of-the-mill kind of people. But the authorities hated them and persecuted. Religious people didn't like them very much. See, they weren't religious folk. But still, their numbers grew daily with people wanting to join them despite the persecution. What did they have? Well, they had something that people desperately wanted. They had joy and they had sincerity. The Bible says they enjoyed each other's company. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They had purpose. You see, they were on mission. They knew why God had put them on the planet and they were busy with His call on their lives. They had overflowing love. The Bible tells us that they would sell what they had to make sure that other people around them didn't go without. In fact, somebody shared, uh, I think it's the Apostle Paul, he says they had nothing yet gave everything. That was a description. They had overflowing love for one another. In the early years, I was quite taken with my studies on the book of Acts. I was so deeply impressed with the lifestyle that these young believers had, the way they did things together, the way they uh, connected. And, and the connection was so real and so authentic that they, they were a real church with real people in it. I wanted that for myself. In fact, when we set out 
to plant foresight. I had this dream in my heart that we would become a church like that. In fact, I said, God, I would die to belong to a body of believers like that. My actual heart cry was, God, I will die if I don't belong to a body of believers like that. They represented Jesus well. What did they have that other people didn't have? Well, they had met with Jesus. They had the presence of the Holy Spirit on their lives. They had the favor of God. And no matter how persecution came, that persecution motivated them to be more and more like Jesus. I want to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul talking about this group of believers who had multiplied around the world to form other like-minded groups of believers. And everywhere these believers went, they started like-minded communities, communities of unity. Listen to this. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. He says, rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses. We're going through a hard time in the world right now. This is how the believers commanded themselves in beatings, imprisonments, riots, hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad reports and good report, genuine, yet regarded as impostors, known, yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live on, beaten, and yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. This was the testimony of what churches were like in the early days. They weren't taken with buildings. They weren't taken with finery. They weren't taken with luxury. They weren't taken and absorbed with self. They, in fact, were poor, yet owned everything they understood that their heavenly Father owned and had given them the kingdom. In the words of Jesus, do not be afraid, little flock, for the Father is pleased to give you that kingdom. I would give my life for a church like this. I remember walking in New York City a few years ago, close to Pier 17, there's this huge warship, an aircraft carrier, moored. Now that's not odd of itself, except that on the deck were things that you wouldn't expect to be associated with a warship you'd find on the left-hand side is a huge space shuttle. One of those apparently that returned safely from space with passengers. 
Further along is a SR-71 Lockheed. That's the Blackbird. Uh, one of the first stealth planes to be supersonic. A, a, a marvel of engineering. A little bit further on is a P-51D Mustang World War II relic. And interestingly about these things is the public pay to go and see these spectacles of what was and maybe for many people what could have been. Nothing works like the local church when the local church is working well. You see, friends, you've heard me say this many, many times. The church is the hope of the world. God does not have a second plan. The church of Jesus Christ is the plan for the rulership, the salvation, and the restoration of this planet. The tragedy of an aircraft carrier moored with oddities on it is the fact that it is now a floating museum nostalgia to what was rather than a celebration of what is or a celebration of what's to come. This morning I want to talk to you about the 20 years that have been but I also mostly want to talk to you about the 20 years that are to come. What hit me about that picture of the warship standing in the harbor is specifically the prophetic picture that we received and that now hangs in the church as a symbol of what was prophesied over us that foresight would be an aircraft carrier receiving planes, sending planes to the ends of the earth, always going, always receiving the amazing thing about an aircraft carrier is that less than 1% of the crew on an aircraft carrier are the pilots. When we look at an aircraft carrier, we think of the effectiveness of sending planes, bombing uh, wartime, bombing the battlefield. But actually, the real mechanics of a warship, the real effectiveness of that aircraft carrier is carried by the 99% of the people who behind the scenes are cooking, are scrubbing, are maintaining, are, are, are purifying water, are uh, controlling systems, radars, guns, everything else that has to do with that aircraft carrier. Often, we make the mistake of celebrating the victories without celebrating the people. Today, I want to say, Foresight, we celebrate you. We celebrate each person who works hard behind the scenes to make this church rock. This is a rock and roll church. We love you. You guys are number one. So it wasn't just the early Jerusalem church or necessarily the Corinthian church that the apostle speaks to. He also speaks to the Thessalonian church. Listen to this. First Thessalonians. So the Apostle Paul in another portion of scripture speaks to another church called the Thessalonian church. They met in a different city. And he says to them, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. 
We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. What does he say? Faith, hope, and love. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Why? Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so, listen to this, you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Friends, I want to tell you that God's message has rung out everywhere. Why? Because we received this gospel, friends, foresight, you have received the gospel and become imitators of Christ. And you've received this gospel with faith, with the Holy Spirit, with power, with deep conviction. And you are living how God has destined for you to live. Not all of us, mind you, but most of us at the level of our maturity are going on to represent Jesus well. I want to say, friends, continue, continue, continue. You know, church, as we have known it, may never be the same. There is a distinct possibility that we may never do Sunday church in a corporate gathering again. There is a possibility that we may need to continue to meet in our homes on the internet and, and possibly even in small groups. Um, we may be allowed out of lockdown soon to be able to gather in small groups of 10, maybe, maybe up to 30. What will church look like in the future? Well, friends, I'll tell you what church looks like in the future. Church in the future excites me. I am so excited about the prospect of having life-giving New Testament church within walking distance of everybody in South Africa. What am I talking about? I remember many years ago, I was overwhelmed with the thought that the church of Jesus Christ is not moving fast enough. There are not nearly enough churches close by where people can see and experience how Christians intentionally live. There are not enough neighborhood churches that are authentic representations of as it is on earth, so it is in heaven. How the Father has destined a household of faith to look with authentic believers, loving one another, getting together, encouraging one another, praising God, living with a favor of all around. I tell you, those days are upon us. I live to see foresight multiplying across the country and indeed across the planet. Now, that's been our legacy in many ways. We have 
being able early days of foresight we helped many churches get started we we helped plant churches but in recent years we've actually been more intentional in planting leaders out to lead other churches maybe church plants or uh, transition other churches uh, we've we've had a great uh, effect there and uh, as our leadership team has been added and multiplied so we've also planted leaders out into different places and and every single time we get to plant there's a huge absence almost like an amputation as we transplant a member of our body a life-giving member into another context and sometimes planting teams into other contexts where a life-giving new testament church of jesus christ is established a flag is planted for the kingdom and god's kingdom comes with power and authority into a neighborhood where people desperately need jesus christ hey man may many more churches be planted may many more people say who will i send who will go as god calls and then we say here i am lord send me take me to the nations another legacy of the church has been our ability to travel to strengthen to encourage churches around the planet that have need of leadership development training and sometimes just an impartation of love today listening in we have people from around the world represented here will be people from scotland england ireland we be people listening from mainland europe people listening in from philippines where we've had an impact down to australia and new zealand we've have people that have moved to those places there will be people in the united states listening into this message today foresight you as a church have a wonderful footprint you know when we get to heaven there are going to be people who run up to you and say thank you for your prayers thank you for your giving because of you because of your willingness to be a life-giving church to be a life-giving member in a life-giving church i got saved i found jesus I turned my life on sin and darkness and I was rescued from eternal damnation and given a future because of you and because of your church. We've taken the mandate of discipling the nations seriously, friends. Today, churches exist because we have been there to strengthen them and encourage leaders in their time of desperation when they have wanted to give up. We've been there to say, push forward just a little bit longer. Your inheritance is coming. The people are coming. God has a plan for you. We've been able to breathe prophetic life into dead situations. We've been able to raise and release leaders in churches. We've also, it's by the grace of God, been able to ordain elders in many different churches. 
Friends, I want to tell you, what we do matters. I remember hearing a message a couple of years ago when somebody in their wisdom said, if for any reason God would remove your church from the community, would the community know you were gone? And that, that got me. Got me thinking. Emphatically, I can say, I don't think the community necessarily would know we're gone. I think the world would miss us. There are many, many, many people who are blessed by you at Foresight Church. Just offhand, I'm thinking of the nations we've been able to impact. We've had a footprint all around our country, right? From out in the Kalahari, right through to the coast and everything in between. God has allowed us as a church to send teams to encourage and strengthen churches in, the, in these contexts, in villages and, and in towns and in rural settings, in townships as well as in cities. In fact, there are teams that go out regularly. We talk about in the east, Barberton, right up to Tabazimbi in the north, right to the northern Cape to Uppington and, and down south to Umkamas and right down south to Cape Town. We've had the privilege of having a presence in these churches. But also across the borders in Botswana, Zimbabwe, we think of the churches that we are dear to in Bulawayo and also in Harare. We think across the waters to the Philippines, to the churches in Sikior and Bohol and uh, Mindanao, just these churches that have been strengthened by Foresight Church. Many of these people will be listening in, and hi guys, if you're listening in today. We think of the footprint we've had and the impact we've been able to have as a church, even in the United Kingdom and opportunities to preach in the United States, various parts of the world. Friends, I want to thank you for being faithful to the call of Jesus Christ to be an authentic New Testament representation of what a church should look like. My dream and my hope is that together with you into the future, we will see many, many churches established, planted, strengthened, encouraged, and launched into everything that God has got for that local congregation. I want to say thank you, friends, for serving Jesus well. Whether you're one of those who are on the front lines going, or you're one of those who are at home staying, giving, praying for those who are going, I want to thank you, one and all, for serving Jesus well. Suzanne and I have had such an incredible ride. I brag often, you know, when we get to pastors meetings and the, the pastors are saying, gee, we've got these difficult guys in our church and 
um, wow, what do we do in this context? I, I want to say thank you for not being difficult. Thank you, friends, for having the maturity to immediately address sin when it pops up and to honestly speak from your heart when something's troubling and not bear grudges and not gossip and not slander. Thank you for the maturity that you've shown over the years. Thank you that Foresight has been a safe place where people can meet Jesus. I was recently looking over some photos having a 20-year anniversary and all. We wanted to reminisce a little bit. Suzanne and I went through our drawers and found some old Foresight photos and we had a look at our first baptism. Some of those guys are still life-giving parts of the church 20 years later. In fact, there's a whole crowd of guys that were at our first meeting that are still in Foresight and some even other parts of the world with ministries in Dubai and other places were part of our original crew. Friends, this church has had an impact globally and will continue to have. Part of the joy is all the marriages and then the kids that come and the baptisms and the, the joys that come from people being restored, the brokenness that sometimes happens in church life and people rising up and taking ownership of their own spiritual walk and the victory that comes. I look back at those years and those processes and I thank God for the privilege of walking side by side with you through this all. My friends, I want to say, that I love you and Jesus loves you. And together at Foresight, we're building his church. Now, I understand that some people may be looking in today and, and you're saying, well, I don't belong to a church like that. Well, you can. I want to encourage you wherever you are in the, in the world, either to find a local life-giving church. And I know it's very hard with lockdown right now. But as soon as lockdown's over, you go and find a church that represents Jesus Christ, that lives the word of God, that takes God seriously at his word, and a church that loves Jesus with everything and allows the Holy Spirit to manifest when the, the saints are together. Find a church like that. And if you can't, join us. At Foresight, online if necessary, start a home group where you are, become that life-giving New Testament church that the Bible says is a model for all the believers. You can be it.